Haunted AF is brought to you today by the new fiction podcast, City of Ghosts. We got a chance to preview this one, and it's totally up your alley. City of Ghosts is a supernatural neo-noir mystery with cinematic sound design. It's set in New York City with corrupt politicians, a dogged lady detective, and a whole lot of ghosts. We love that. Episodes 1 and 2 are going to premiere on October 12th, so subscribe now to catch City of Ghosts when it premieres. Here's a little taste. Can you hear me? It's 1999, New York City. Shut up! Bridget Lundy Payne stars in a new supernatural neo-noir audio drama. The voices, they're back. City of Ghosts. I understand this is beyond your usual scope. So two deaths and an attempted third. Must mean we're on something big. Men like them have fortresses built around them. What good does sticking your neck out do, especially in this city? Still, just be careful. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Do be well, Eleanor. We have to thank Podcorn for supporting the Haunted AF Podcast. You know, producing your own podcast is great because it gives you a chance to dig deep into something you love, like spooky stories mm-hmm. from all over the world, but there's so much time and money that goes into it. Right, and at some point, you gotta start recouping that stuff, and that's where Podcorn comes in. They connect podcasters to podcast sponsorship opportunities like interview segments, topical discussions, or host-read ads. Yep, like this one that you're hearing right now. You're never too big or too small for Podcorn, either. They help podcasters browse all kinds of sponsorship opportunities, set their own rates, and collaborate directly with brands without any exclusivities. Podcorn's going to help you every step of the way and make sure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for your brands. They've definitely gone above and beyond to help us out. That's a true story. Mm -hmm. So we'll post a link in our show notes so you can check it out. But it's definitely time to start monetizing your podcast at podcorn.com. You can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet, creeping along the wall ninja style. She raised her arms up over her head and started to come towards me. And she had her mouth open like she was screaming. I hear my sister on the top bunk say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air. But now all of a sudden, the green orb comes towards our truck, then it shoots out over the mountains into outer space. It is gone. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up in just a little bit, we have a true crime ghost story. Yay, yay, yay. Those These are might, the best. They really are. And it's coming from a member, a new member of our podcast yay, family. Welcome. And we're going to tell you about something nasty that was brought home from a ghost tour. Ooh. Yeah, and one of our favorite haunted Ooh. hotels as well. So first, we have to say thank you and hello to some new patrons, Tegan Stewart, and also to Derek Olson, who just became an annual member. Oh, we love that. That's right. So keep in mind, if you listen to this one and you want more Haunted AF, just go to patreon.com backslash Haunted AF, and that's where you're going to find more exclusive content. Also, don't forget, you got to submit your Haunted AF Doll in the Hall Challenge video. We only got a handful this week, and they were all like bust videos. Boo! I Why know. is no one scared anymore? I, I know. There was one that was really great. <laughs> this mom hid this horrible doll head inside of a cupboard, <laughs> and so all you see is her 
son and he yeah. just looks in and he's like, oh, ha ha. There's $200 up for grabs from wickedcatclothing.com. So again, send those videos to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to order your Haunted AF gear right now. You Look who's wearing it. it. I know. I don't even know if we can see it or not. There it is. Woo! Woo! Haunted boobies. <laughs> That's right. You want it to get here before Halloween, right? So you can wear it with all your haunty friends. Yes. I think perfect Halloween be, gear. Exactly. Take care of that. Hauntedaf.com. And when you get it, we want to see it. Put on your sweatshirt. Put on your t-shirt. Send us a photo. Like Winner, who bought the cute baseball t-shirt and sent us her picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we know that Anth, our favorite comedian from the UK, actually ordered a t-shirt last week. So show us your Haunted AF merch because it makes us happy. Yes, I know. I love it when people send their pictures, even when just like using the mugs. All right, let's get into it. This story is from Mariah. Hi, Julie. Hi, Rebecca. I'm Mariah. I absolutely love your podcast and I listen to it every day at work. I just found it a couple months ago. That said, I was listening to, I think, season three where the ghost said, hey, and I was shocked because the same thing actually happened to me. So I thought that was a sign that it was time to share my story with you. So in my early 20s, after I graduated college, I moved back home with my mom and she rented this house and it always creeped us out, creeped me out anyway. So I was asleep in my room. It was early morning and I hear, hey, just like that. My fiance also lived with me at the time and I rolled over and didn't see him. So I just sat straight up my back against the headboard because I knew what I heard. And then I hear it again, right in my ear say, Hey, and it was more urgent this time. And I got up, I ran out my bedroom door. My fiance at the time was putting his shoes on to get ready to go to work. And I said, were you just in there? And he said, no. And I said, something just said hey to me. And he's like, okay, yeah, you're probably sleeping. (laughs) So I went back in there and I just kind of sat on the bed and I was like, no, I know what I heard. But I didn't have to be at work for another couple hours. So I was like, I'm gonna try to lay down and go back to sleep. So I laid back down and my alarm clock started going off. Now my alarm clock was not set to go off for another couple hours. So I tried to stop it, it wouldn't stop. I unplugged it and it still continued. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna take these batteries out. So I opened up the bottom to take the batteries out and there was no batteries in this thing. That is when I left. I went to work in my pajamas. Something obviously wanted me up, wanted me out. I don't know, it hasn't happened since. So that is my story. Thank you. Thanks, Mariah. You know, we had this thing this week where my husband's alarm clock started hissing. Ew. But only in the middle of the night. Ew, of course. Of course. So it would go like, and then just stop and we like, hey, I've got a secret to tell you. I know. <laughs> Seriously, like it's just with us pretty That's much. That's really annoying. Yeah. Why do they got to come at you when you're asleep? <laughs> like, let me have my eight hours of beauty rest and then you can haunt the crap out of me from 6 a.m. to move shit around all day long. Yeah, I'm fine exactly. with that, but let me sleep. Yes. Oh, priorities. Uh, so our next email comes from Mike. For our 20th anniversary, my wife and I went to Eureka Springs and one of the activities we took part in was the Crescent Hotel Ghost oh, Tour. I love it. My husband and kids and I did this for our... Um, <laughs> for, for all sp- of your trips lately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but for spring break... We 
we went to the Crescent Hotel I and did the it. ghost tour I there. Love it. Yeah. So during the final part of that tour, they take you into the morgue. Mm-hmm. That's where many a poor soul was brought after dying horribly following the fake cancer treatments they received when it was the Baker Cancer Clinic. Oh yeah, they were like still digging up bones from his victims oh, like last year. Up. Yeah. Oh, that's so messed up. After entering that area, the heaviness and the oppressiveness of that place became extremely evident. Did you feel any of that while you were there? I don't know. I had my kids with me, so I was just so busy trying to be like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, no big It's deal. not that it's bad. Fine. It's but, not scary. But this next part, I remember it. Yeah. Ooh, sorry, there's a bug mm, in here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bugs are drawn to me. Is that a sign? Am I dead? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> My wife and I both got nauseous, and when it was time to be locked in the actual morgue, my wife chose not to participate. They do that. They're like, okay, who wants to go in? And they put you in the morgue, Mm -hmm. and they lock the door, and then they turn off the lights. I'll share a picture of me and my daughter sitting there. Mike goes on to say, we couldn't shake the negative feelings for the rest of the night or the next day when we drove back to Oklahoma City. Over the next two weeks, weird things started happening in our house. Our shower brush fell off its hook and crashed into the tub, and the soap noisily fell into the tub the very next day. Another day, we heard something crash in our back room but found absolutely nothing out of place. Another night, we were just watching TV in the living room when my ball cap, which was sitting on the entertainment center, came flying off and landed between us and the TV. We also heard weird noises similar to a growl, but more like a person growling and a muffled mumbling. What? Yeah, I don't like (laughs) any of this. About two weeks after our trip, I was taking a shower, but when I turned it off, I heard the bathroom sink, which was turned on full blast. I was alone in the house at the time, except for my dog, who has yet to master the bathroom faucets. Yeah, they are usually not good at that. No, uh-uh. Finally, I was headed to work one morning, and for some reason, I did not grab my keys. I had locked the doorknob and closed the front door behind me, but did not have my keys. Mm. I went back to try the door, but it wouldn't turn, and the door wouldn't budge. So I called my wife, and I asked her to come back home and unlock the door for me. I was sitting on the bench outside our front door waiting for her arrival when I heard a noise to my right. I turned my head and I saw the front door slowly swinging open. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What a jerk ghost. I know. And how are you going to let him sit there for probably like 30 minutes, make the wife come all the way back home and then decide to open the door? So apparently our visitor had taken pity on me and decided to let me in. I walked in the door and loudly said, thank you. There was no answer. But from that moment on, the negative feelings we'd felt since our tour were gone. The house felt like normal again, and there was also no more poltergeist activity. Mike. I had not heard of the whole concept of bringing a ghost home with you from these things until we started this podcast. And I love this ghost just walking through the house, just knocking <laughs> shit down. Like, like he's bored. Yeah. I hate these people. Knocking the baseball cap over. I'm going to lock your ass out. And also, who knew it was so easy? You just say thank you and the ghost is gone? Yeah, they're like, I just wanted some recognition. Like, yeah, thank just you for acknowledging me. that I'm an upset teenage ghost. And Maybe that's what ghosts are. They're just, just dead theater kids. Just <laughs> look at me. Just See me. See me. Put me in a spotlight for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this next story starts with Dear Ghost Aunties. I love that. I think we need to change the name of the show to Dear Ghost, Ghost Aunties. Aunties. I'm Sue Hen from a little country called Sri Lanka. We've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found your podcast like four months ago, and I'm listening to it every free time I have. Love it. I'm in absolute love with it and love you guys too. Oh. We love you back. So my country is very religious, and we have all kinds of ghost demons and 
fucking gods here. I grew up listening to these stories, so you can say I'm a believer. Okay, this happened when I was in 10th grade. My uncle built a new house and threw a party there. So me, my mom and dad, and my brother all went. It's near our home, so we went there by walking. The party was long, but when it was near midnight, I decided to go home on my own because I had an exam the next day. Okay. The road was very quiet, and there were no vehicles or people, but that did not bother me. When I got to my backyard, though, I saw a shadow figure lurking near the kitchen door. The only thing that came to my brain was thief yep. or creep. Yep. <laughs> so I grabbed a wood piece, and I ran towards it. <laughs> Suan says, my dad is a carpenter, so there's always wood sticks nearby for Perfect. emergency. Perfect. That's great. Yes, I know it was a dumb idea to chase it, but as soon as I got near the shadow, it ran away. I followed it to the front of my home, but then it vanished. I looked everywhere for it, but had no clue where it went. After that, I went inside and forgot about it. The next morning, I tell <laughs> everything that happened to my mom, who just brushed it off, saying there's no such thing as ghosts. But my dad tells me he's seen these kinds of shadows all the time. Ooh. Now, I'm 24 years old, and I I still see shadow figures from time to time, but it doesn't bother me. I'm more afraid of living things and peoples than random shadows. Amen. Oh, we also have a dead great grandma who visits us from time to time, but that's for another story. Oh, that's nice. So see you guys. Love you all, Suhan. Thank you so much for that. I never knew I needed like a wood stick area so that in case a ghost comes to attack, I can swing at it. So this next story comes from Kiana. Hey, Julie and Rebecca. This is Kiana. So I remember when I was um, younger... I'm laying down in my bed, and when we were younger, it, you know how you um, tie up your hair? Well, we didn't have scarves, or our hair was too small for scarves, so my mom would have us put um, our underwear on our head to keep our hair from standing up and laying down when we go to sleep so it still looked nice the next day. Well, I remember laying in the bed, and I can feel someone playing with the top of my underwear on Ew. my head, and I can feel it moving. And I just think it's my dad messing around. And I turn to look, and it was the silhouette of a man. I bolted back to my dad's room, and I'm hysterical. I'm crying. I told him what happened. He said it was a man. All right, one second. He goes and checks the um, house, and he didn't find anything. And he's like... Are you sure it just wasn't the fan or like maybe it was just your imagination and you really didn't feel it move? And I was like, no, dad, I promise. And he was like, all right, well, you can sleep with me for tonight, but tomorrow you have to sleep in your own room. And I was like, all right, sounds good to me. Thank you guys. Have a good rest of you guys' day. Thank you, Kiana. Oh, the ghost was playing with your panties. I know. <laughs> the panty trick. Did you ever do the panty trick when you were a no, kid? No, what's the panty trick? So when I was a kid, if like, well, not kid, but like older kid, and yeah. I would put on makeup and uh -huh. then I'd go to put on my clothes and my mom would get pissed off because I'd get makeup all over my collars. Uh -huh. And she was like, you had to put your panties over your head before you put on your clothes so you don't get your makeup all over your clothes. <laughs> And she would be like, come here. And she'd put a pair of panties over my head and be like, put what? your shirt on now. I have never <laughs> the heard panty that. Trick. No, I, I have never heard that. When you said panty trick, my brain went to like sleepover where you either put somebody's underwear in the freezer or you put their hand in water. In so warm water? No, uh -uh. That, that's much more fun. Our next story comes from Kay, Kay Geiler. Uh, Facebook tossed up this memory today and I wanted to share it with you because I love your podcast. I took this picture because the glowing eyes were so cool looking. There were only three cats in the room when I took the picture, but you can see four pairs of eyes. Seriously, you can see a little, oh, a little fourth set of eyes looking up at her. That's it's really terrifying. Cute. I had recently lost my 21-year-old cat, Bronwyn, when this was taken, so maybe she was visiting. Incidentally, my favorite Dead Pet of the Week theme song is the metal one. <laughs> Why, people? I just wanted to show support. Hashtag Team Metal. Thank you for the awesome podcast, Kay. Kay, this is for you. <laughs> Dead Pet of the Week! 
But wait, we actually do have another dead pet of the week because oh, I was like, really? yeah. So um, this one comes from Chelsea. I grew up with a fluffy calico kitty named Sasha. Aww. She was a sassy broad like you gals. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Who we affectionately referred to as Sasha Fierce because until her elder years, she was not a cuddly cat. Like attack your ankles sooner than sit <laughs> on your lap kind of cat. That said, for years, she would show up at bedtime to see me off to sleep, Aww. snuggling into the space between my chest and the edge of the bed. This is sweet. Sasha sadly passed away January 2020 after almost 19 years of kitty dumb, well loved and happy. Several months later, my husband and I were visiting my folks for the weekend. Must have been around two, three o'clock in the morning when I rolled her to face Kyle, who was sleeping flat on his back. In the moonlight, I saw the pale outline of a kitty snuggled between he and the edge of the bed. I smiled to myself and thought, hey, Sasha girl. And then I closed my eyes again. About 10 seconds later, Kyle whispered, Chels, can you please get the cat off the bed? <laughs> I looked again, but sadly kitty was gone needless to say we were both quite confused but not creeped out in the least and that's from chelsea oh my gosh that's a fantastic sweet story sweet? oh i love it such a fierce such a fierce i want to snap okay so this next story comes from jamie hi ladies this is jamie from ontario canada i love your podcast i've been binge listening to it on my way to and from work uh for the past few weeks now so i wanted to share my story or one of my stories a little bit of background my husband and i have five children um between our first and our fourth, we have two little boys that were stillborn. So about five years ago now, I guess, my husband was getting ready to go to work. So he was on the couch watching something um, with his headphones on and I was sitting in the chair. I don't remember what I was doing. And I started hearing the kids' toys in the basement go off. And I heard one of them in particular, it was singing the little songs. So I kind of listened for a second and then I kind of looked weird at my husband and he took his headphones off and asked me what was wrong. And I said, do you hear that? And he said, oh, it's probably just the batteries dying. At this point, there's two of them going off. I went downstairs and I sat in the basement on the stairs. And now there's like multiple toys going off. So it was like the little table and the kitchen set was bubbling where you put a pot on the stove and it has to hit a button. I sat and watched for about five minutes. Couldn't see anything, but I could hear all of these things going. It got to be about 11 o'clock. So I said, um, okay, boys, mommy has to go to bed now. And everything just stopped. Totally dead. It wasn't scary. It was, it was kind of nice to know that the boys were visiting us. So there's been a little experiences. Um, we had the kitchen set upstairs and the buttons would go off again with the little pots bubbling. So I did film a few minutes of the kitchen center going off by itself. Um, thanks for doing your podcast. I really love it. And it makes me feel less weird because I love stuff like this. So... Bye. Oh, thank you, Jamie. That's a precious story. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, they so just came to be loved on basically by their mama. Yeah, Thanks, she mom. did say she had a video of this uh, little kitchen set going off. I so, totally want to see that. Yeah, so Jamie, please send that to us. Also, a quick update. You know, last week we had this bizarre stream of consciousness conversation about corn cobs and <laughs> using them to wipe your butt. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So then, <laughs> wait. We... I'm sorry. Do we have an update on the corn cob butt stories, Rebecca? Ow. So this one is from Shoshana. Shoshana. Okay, she says, oh, actually, the title of her email was speaking of corn cobs. (laughs) 
We used to raise corn when I was growing up. My granddad told me that he and his siblings had to use a corn cob okay. to wipe when they were working out in the field. So I tried it a couple of times and it was quite painful. Mm. <laughs> Sage would probably smell better too. I would think so. <laughs> I need more description. I'm going to be honest with you. I How how does the corn cob work you know, in this scenario? I'm actually fine letting that go. Is it like a... What's the alternative? <laughs> Is that what they use like in ye olden times back in the day? No. Like, don't. No. Don't say it. I don't say it. I won't go there. I'm going to leave that up to everybody's imagination. <laughs> Let me know if you have a corn cob dream. Stop it. Just stop. Read, read, read the Nikki, next email. From Nikki. Okay. Uh, Nikki says, all right, so this creepy kid story just happened. I love it. I was walking upstairs with my kids when my son Nick started saying, Where'd he go? And then looking around, I asked him who, and he said, the ghost of Sisyphus. <laughs> we got upstairs, and he was still looking. Then he said, oh, mom, he's in the bathroom. I started to look in the bathroom, and he said, nope, he's gone. I asked where he went, and Nick pointed up to this large door on the ceiling and said, mom, he's up there. He wants you to open the door and pull down the stairs. But mom, don't pull down the stairs. <laughs> If you pull them down, the monster kid will come out. Then he just went back to playing like nothing had ever happened. Scared the crap out of me. I'm sure that door leads to an attic, but we've never been up there, and I'm not sure how he would know that there are stairs that come down. Oh! Nikki. <gasps> Whoa! Oh! Whoa! I don't think anybody wants any part of a monster kid. Hell no. Do you have any attics in your house that you have not been into? Yes, we have two. I've never been in either one. I haven't even looked up and the, the one that's attached to our bedroom first of all the entrance itself is terrifying yeah they're it's, always terrifying yeah and it's teeny tiny and no real human can actually fit through it because only the monster boys right. come out of there <laughs> it's a perfect monster boy size when i was in high school i remember i had an attic in my bedroom oh. and uh, and i remember opening it one time and all this pink insulation fell out on the floor and i was like oh, all right don't do that yeah so then i came home months and months later there was pink insulation all over my floor <gasps> and i I walked through the house and I was like, who was in my attic? And everyone kept like, no, no nobody no was one. in the your attic. The monster boy. Yeah. And no one would admit to it. So I was a basket case. And yeah. then finally, a few weeks later, my dad admitted that he had gone up in there. He was trying to surprise my mom by putting a, a fan in her bedroom. Oh, and so, okay. but he didn't want to say anything and give away the surprise. He waited weeks though. He could have just come to your room and yeah, told and you been on like, the side. Psh, yeah. All right. So this story comes from Doug who says, hello, Julia and Rebecca. I heard the call for new stories and I just had something happen happened a few weeks ago. Yay. I was in bed with my boyfriend and we were bumping uglies. Oh, hey. <laughs> we typically sleep with my fan on high and it's a standing fan that you usually have to turn the knob to change the speed. Okay. I don't know if the spirit got angry because of the noise, but we both <laughs> heard two clicks as the fan was turned from high to low. We turned to look at the fan and of course there was absolutely nobody there. Needless to say, nobody was in the mood after that and mm -hmm. we turned on some background music to help us fall asleep. Nothing has happened since, but I wonder if I'm just haunted from listening to your podcast. If that's the case, totally worth it. Doug. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Finally, someone who is happy that we haunted them. Yes. Oh. Sorry we're interrupting sexy time, right. though. That, no, that's a bummer. There's always next week. So we're on the phone with Christy from the Old Timey Crimey Podcast. Yeah, I love that name. Yeah. And first of all, we have to thank you for being a sponsor 
listener of Haunted AF. Yay. That's enormous. And we love your show. Thank you so much. I love your show too. So we wanted to reach out to Christy personally though, because you said you have a scary story to share. Yes. Okay. So in 2013, my husband and I were house hunting. We've been house hunting for three years at that point, actually. That's when you we get desperate. No, that's I when like, you're like, oh man, that's rough. Yeah. And we had found a great property we wanted to look at. It had a lot of the things we wanted. So I show up for the showing. I'm meeting my husband and the realtor, but I'm the first one there. So the neighbor comes over. He's just this nice elderly man named Pete. He actually drove across the yard on his lawn tractor because he had limited mobility. Oh, that was the easiest way so for cute, him. Though. Yeah, It was adorable. Yes, and very efficient. He had actually grown up in the house on the other side of the house we were looking at. His childhood home was being rented out. And the renter, she came over and she really wanted to talk to Pete because her kids had been saying that they were hearing like all kinds of creepy noises, like oh, a rocking no. chair in the attic and footsteps. I think there might have been some children's laughter in there. Oh, that's the worst. I know. And she wanted to know if anyone had died in that house. And she figured he'd know because he'd grown up there. Mm-hmm. So he said, no, nobody died there. And then he said, oh, hey, I just remembered. I think maybe one of your kids was running through the bottom of my yard the other day. You have a, a little blonde girl. She was wearing a white dress. And she says, no, I don't have a daughter. I only have boys. Oh. I know. I'm just standing there. I'm like, oh, yeah, chills. Okay. Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, immediately, we're not buying this house. It kind of felt a little bit like a plus column. And also, at that point, we were getting desperate. <laughs> Tell me you bought this house. Please, Please. Christy, tell me you bought this house. We did buy the house. And then. And then. And then. And then. 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 It keeps going. Okay. And then what happened? And then I was thinking about it. I had heard this urban legend going on for years about how in this little borough, there had been a murder around Halloween many, many years ago. And so ever since then, they didn't do trick-or-treating. And I know. And I always thought it was just an urban legend. But then, I, you know, sometimes you're just lying in bed and you're like, I don't want to get up. Why don't I look up a murder or something? You know? <laughs> all, literally all the, all time. the time. Yes. So I start looking because I finally want to verify, is this true or not? And then I found it. I found the murder. <gasps> no yes. way. It was October 28th. It was 1954. And this little girl, Karen Moss, she had just turned six. And she's just this little moppet with curly blonde hair, and she wants to go trick-or-treating. So she puts on one of her mother's old dresses, some high heels, paper hat. This is horrible. Yeah. And she asked her mother if she could go trick-or-treating, and at first her mom's like, no, but then she's like, okay, yeah, it's fine. So after a couple hours, Karen's not back, and her mom calls the police. Mm. Now, they immediately start a search party. There was no waiting 24 hours here. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. They even had the firemen blowing the siren in order to summon extra help from the community. Oh, wow. They had a fireman named Steve Stefish, and around midnight, he's driving around the area. There's like a cemetery entrance, and he's just going to swing through there, and that's where he finds her body. It was very, very tragic. There were some reports of a tall, thin man who had been approaching children. Did they ever catch him? They did, yeah. It took him just a couple days, and they managed to find the guy. Uh, his name is Harry Gossard. He was actually a neighbor of the family. He did confess. He was sentenced to death. So do you think this is the little blonde girl that your neighbor saw in his front yard? I mean, I have yet to see her. But running back and forth between the place where she died and the place where she was abducted from feels pretty like a unsettled ghost thing to me. Yeah, 
right. Like that she's makes sense. Still stuck trick or treating. Yeah. Have you heard anything like the footsteps or the children's laughter that they were talking about? I haven't heard specific noises in my house, but I do hear noises. They only tend to be when my husband isn't home, which feels like it's on purpose. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yes. That sucks. <laughs> what are they? Is it like knocking or footsteps? I hear like a clinking coming from the basement. Oh, oh like Jane's clinking. Oh, no. That's. No. Yeah. And then I look around and I'm like, cats? Cats all accounted for? Yes. Cats are all accounted for. Oh, good. Okay. That's <laughs> I love wonderful. that everybody with a cat, their very first excuse is, is it the cat? Always. Yeah. Because cats are dicks sometimes. Oh, so is this the type of story <laughs> that old timey crimey is going to be focusing on throughout the month? Yeah. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff uh, throughout Halloween month, uh, a little different from our, our norm and trying to make it spooky. Well, Christy, thank you. This is like the perfect Halloween yes, ghost story. Is. So thank you for sharing that. Any chance you'll send us a picture of that creepy ass house of yours? <laughs> yeah, I can send you a picture of the house. I can also send you a picture of Karen I found in the newspaper. Oh, oh good. good. We love do. to see Karen. Well, thank you, Christy, and happy Halloween. And again, check out the old timey crimey podcast. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute blast. And she she did send some links. So oh go to hauntedaf.com, episode 10, season six, and we will post, we've got pictures of Karen, links yes. to the story, pictures of the guy who abducted her, like Ooh. the whole thing. It's so sad. Well, on that note, remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just set you up for a no, really tragic se- uh, segue there. Yeah, uh, so remember to send all your scary stuff to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. We like it written, recorded, audio, video. We want it all. And include the doll in the hall videos too, because you could win 200 dollars worth of goodies from wickedcatclothing.com. Yeah, send those videos. We only have a couple, what, like three weeks left yeah. before we're going to have to pick a winner. So get those in. So coming up next week, we're going to share more of those doll in the hall videos. Yay. And we actually just got a story about the original Chucky doll. The real, real Chucky doll? Okay, maybe like he wasn't killing people with knives, but, but okay, but you'll what see. What he's based on. Yeah, we got pictures and everything. So yes. that's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Pod podcast spotify stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts please follow us on facebook twitter instagram youtube and of course tiktok you can even contact us directly through our website hauntedaf.com gotta say thanks to andrew mamalika and travis vance for the haunted af theme song and to on-air media for titles and technical support also big thanks to all of the haunted af patreon supporters most of all we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us by the way julie if i die first i'm coming back to haunt you oh, i'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 